Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you as well as giving you takeaways to make your creative journey a little bit easier. Now, before I get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various episodes and lessons that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly means a lot to me. So, if you've been following me, especially in terms of this series particularly, you'll know that this weekend, this weekend uh, was a big weekend. We filmed the proof of concept for what I am hoping will turn into my second feature film called In Search of Sunrise. And a proof of concept, if you're, if you're unfamiliar, is basically, you know, sometimes some people do a trailer um, type of thing. Uh, I decided to do a three-minute section from, from the full-length script of the feature that showcases what the movie's about, that, sh that you can then use to pitch to other people. So that way you can get the full funding and so forth. So they get an idea of like, oh, okay, this is what it is. I get a sense of the, the tone, the feel, uh, the sense of quality that the filmmakers themselves can bring. And yeah, and then it turns into, in the ideal, the, the full feature, right? So that's what we filmed this weekend, and I say we because it was me and uh, various actors. So, um, Candace Cruz, Kristen McLaughlin, uh, Lucia uh, Tarantino, uh, Daryl Kristen, and Grace DeMarco. Those were the actors involved um, in the filming. And the way we did it was I literally gutted my entire apartment. So, what you see behind me that was basically gone. And, you know, I moved everything into my bedroom and myself and Khalil Abdelrahim, we put up uh, green screen everywhere. So we had, uh, we had cloth green screen that I ran uh, poles, the painter's poles from Home Depot through because, you know, something like a shower curtain is, is only generally about eight feet. And I needed something that was beyond 10 feet. And so I got these thick, sturdy uh, painters, extendable painters poles from Home Depot, uh, three of them, because I had three green screens that were uh, 10 feet by 20 feet. And so we put, we made basically like an L of that um, in the apartment. And we did that, then we lit it. And yeah, that's kind of how we set it up. Now, what was crazy, <laughs> uh, so Khalil was supposed to come over at 4 p.m. on the Friday. Uh, you know, we were going to shoot Saturday and Sunday. So Friday, he was supposed to come over at 4 p.m. to help me. So this and all that. Uh, he got stuck with work and, and things of that nature. So I started myself at 4 p.m. And, and whatnot. And, you know, through no fault of his own, it <laughs> Uh, I don't know, because it already felt like such a singular lone journey that as time continued and he was, you know, stuck doing uh, work work, 
you know, it was like six o'clock, then seven o'clock, and you know, slowly it turned like into eight, eight thirty by the time he arrived, maybe even uh, after that. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of uh, doubt and things of that nature creep in, and, and doing you know, setting up something to that magnitude by yourself was a lot. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. So when he did come, it was a welcome breath of fresh air. He helped me set up the lights and things like that. Um, but, and I've told this to him in that sense, like, one, so, you know, as it, it's close to like midnight when we're finishing up and, and getting these things and we were doing these tests. And by test meaning we filmed something and we throw it into Premiere and have him try to green key it out you know, so he can put in a different background. And it just wasn't working for him. Now he can do it better than I can. And the fact that it wasn't working for him was somewhat scary. Now we were doing it within Premiere, which is a lesson of itself, uh, you know, kind of quick spoiler in terms of where I'm going. But, you know, after uh, Premiere is not necessarily the best for this thing. Usually um, After Effects, you're going to get a far greater result in After Effects. Uh, Premiere is great for green screen, uh, for smaller stuff. You know that's not that's not as specific um, as what we were doing. So, for example, a lot of the old lessons that I used to do, I did it in front of a green screen and had kind of a bluish background instead of the background you see right now, which is a, obviously a physical one. But anyway, so it, it was just getting to a point that it was a little bit frustrating and. You know, I said, okay, listen, you know, you've done what you could and, you know, at the end of the day, it's a proof of concept. And so, you know, part of it is proving to ourselves that we can do it and whatnot. So I said, you know, you've done what you needed to do. Why don't you go home? You know, it's late and he still had his own work to do. And I texted my friend Jonathan Moulton and I knew it was late, but I was like, hey, are you up? And so him and I actually talked jumped on the phone and I said, you know, obviously in better circumstances, we would have done this earlier. Um, I mean, in an ideal circumstance, I would add this setup Thursday, uh, you know, uh, at the very latest, uh, going into Saturday. But, um, you know, as, as a lot of people know, and I'm sure you're probably in the same boat, you just not really afforded that luxury. I mean, I couldn't necessarily gut my apartment. I mean, the, the way it worked, like I literally, um, pretty much blocked off the, the entrance to my apartment because doing it that way was what provided most space. And so the way to enter in and out, literally you had to kind of squeeze in through the doorway. And part of being able to like even set this up, I had to, you know, one of my friends took care, care of uh, Chloe, my dog and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot that it for me went into it, you know, and yeah, it would have been, listen, it would have been far easier to just rent a green screen space that had the space, but, um, you know, normally those have minimums of eight, maybe 10 hours. And let's say average cost is $90, you know, that adds up. And my whole thing with this was to try to do it on the smallest budget possible, just to prove that it could be done in terms of even with the grandness of the vision that I had. But yeah, I mean, certainly at midnight, 
heading into the most ambitious film shoot I've ever done, feeling sort of down, not a great place to be. But I did speak with Jonathan and he was like, okay, let me take a look at it. And he did. And he was able to actually knock it out really quickly. He, sure, he said, you know, minor, um, you know, very minor spill issues. But for what we're going for, it actually is okay, you know, because we have a way around that. Because um, ultimately, we're not doing a, the, the end all of it is not a live action um, movie. It's actually uh, a rotoscope animation where you, f- you film something in live action, but then it, it gets, you know, masked over with this animation style. And we have a kind of technique that we've been working on uh, to get there. And so, you know, when he did the thing, and by the way, the, the minor imperfections, I, I couldn't even tell, right, to be honest with you. I was like, like, the fact that he did it and he did it so quick, I was like, listen, we're good. Like, <laughs> this makes me feel a lot better heading into it. So, you know, uh, thank you so much. And that's kind of, you know, one of the things that I thought about is this idea that certainly any victory that I claim you know, in talking about this story, in talking about this weekend, is not really my own. I stand on the shoulders of so many people that went ahead of me. It's like the story of the four-minute mile. The four-minute mile was, of course, impossible until when? Well, someone proved that you could do a four-minute mile. And then once that was proven, people started doing a four-minute mile. And even, so the idea is everything's impossible until it someone shows that it's possible. And so I knew what I was doing was not impossible. It's a little strange and different and certainly kind of taken to a little bit of extreme, but it's all utilizing techniques of other people and building upon them, if anything, but not even building it. Mostly it's just combining, you know, two different techniques into, into a new one. So both of which I knew were possible. And so for me, that's how I approach sort of anything I really do uh, to be able to create what I create. And so, yeah, certainly it was a a sigh of relief knowing from Jonathan that like, okay, I wasn't that crazy and (laughs) for flipping my apartment into a green screen space. But one thing, as Khalil left, one of the things we talked about, you know, it would be better if there was more light. So I was like, okay. One of one of the fail-safes I always knew in my mind was that Home Depot opens up at 6 in the morning. We were going to start filming on Saturday at 9 a.m. So not a lot of time, but I knew, okay, if I get my ass up at 5.30 and I haul ass to Home Depot, be right when it opens, you know, I can get what I need just in case. And so in that sense, once Khalil, you know, once I knew it worked, but, you know, through everything that it would be better if there was more lighting. I was like, okay, I'll go to Home Depot on Saturday and that's what I'll do. So I went to Home Depot and got a bunch of various lights, you know, some, uh, all, everything was daylight, right? But I got, meaning the, the daylight color temperature of the lights, but I got those, I mean, I literally got like 600 and something dollars worth of, of just lighting material, <laughs> clamshell lights, LEDs, um, you know, single panel, four panel, um, all that kind of stuff. And I added it to my set. And yeah, it was, 
uh, it was very blinding in a lot of ways, but, um, but we made it work and, or at least in that sense, I, I made it work in that moment because, you know, at that point it was just me. So, yeah. And, you know, certainly when you're, uh, you know, you're just kind of counting down the time before, before that 9am deadline, knowing that you also have other stuff to make sure is, is ready, not just the lighting. So, you know, definitely a lot of nerves involved there. And, you know, I didn't want anyone showing up uh, to nervous energy, you know. So I wanted to have everything done even like 20 minutes ahead of time. Just so that way, again, when they show up, there's a sense of calmness. And luckily, I was able to, to, to get it all done. You know, I didn't have to like rush. There was a sense of hurry, but there wasn't like rushing around like a madman. So I did that. And then, then yeah, we, uh, uh, we started, we started filming. So, um, for the most part, so I did all solo stuff initially. And then, then at around like 2 p.m., people started trickling in um, that we were swapping out for um, any of the interacting scenes. And we did it, you know, we did it very quick. One of one of the things in terms of the way I film is that it's very efficient. Um, the downside is, you know, you don't always get to kind of have the laughter and camaraderie that sometimes can come with having that downtime. Uh, And in some sense, it it almost feels anticlimactic because, you know, I'm only getting what I want. And so it almost feels like at times of like, okay, that's it. That was was almost too easy, really? That's it? And it's like, yeah, you know, and and then, you know, when you have everything planned out, you don't need to overdo it. You You know what you need. And you know when you have it because you've already thought of it. So that's kind of how how it was, um, you know. And whenever whenever people would come, like the the biggest thing because it was a green screen space, and you know, I mean, there's nothing to play off of, right? A lot of emphasis was spent on the rehearsals to make people acclimated to the spatial relation of quote unquote the set, and you know, how they should be reacting and so forth. And that was key because I needed them to get in that groove and and they did, which was great. And luckily for me, you know, I thought I would have to have the camera set up at two different positions, meaning I would have to move the camera. But luckily I was able to keep the camera in one spot, uh, which was great, you know, in terms of, because I didn't have to redo lighting or, or anything like that. Like it was good in that sense. The problem becomes, you know, instead of moving the camera, you have to move the actors. So, you know, if you if you have two actors facing each other, you know, and you imagine the scene how it is, you basically almost like you have to think of them like everything kind of rotates. And sometimes it's a, just a straight 90 degree or 180 type of rotation. But the interesting part becomes when it's like, okay, I, you know, you move them to a 45 degree angle or a 60 degree angle or some random like 55 degree angle right because that's you you need those sort of angles to be able to film in that way and 
you know, certainly that sort of uh, upkeep of making sure that you have eye lines, perspectives, you know, everything. It, it's all geometrical computations, and your brain does start to um, go a little bit. You know, it's it's a lot, and you know, by design, I didn't have anybody to help me on the production end, simply because. A, space, right? Uh, the, the space was limited. B, you know, due to COVID concerns. The less people involved, this, you know, not that it's without risk, but it was safer, right? Uh, and so, you know, it was me doing camera, uh, playing off-screen lines for the, uh, the actors uh, at times, giving cues, uh doing the audio, manning the camera, you know, it gets to be a lot, right? (laughs) One day I look forward to the luxury. I don't have to do all those things. But nonetheless, you know, you're still able to get a product. And and that's why for me, the rehearsals are key because if I get them to, you know, the actors to a place that that they can hit those things and know what I'm looking for, you know, certainly, um, you know, I'm paying attention, but you know, I'm bound to miss some things. Um, so there's a there's a faith that goes with knowing that that they delivered. And part of it, you know, the, part of it's listening, right? Sometimes I can I can I can know if someone nailed the performance if they delivered the lines in a certain way. Um, and then other times you're looking for the facial reactions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's still a leap of faith and, uh, look, I don't know, for better or worse, I think for better, it's a leap I'm willing to take, um, and trust, uh, that those people can deliver. And I, and I love that because I do trust them. And yeah, so it was, it was, you know, the, the day went smoothly. I mean, you know, there's problem solving, but it, we didn't we didn't face any major issues. Um, it was raining, but luckily it didn't pick up in the audio recordings, um, things of that nature. So that was good. And honestly, the big thing towards the end was uh, we wrap. You know, we wrapped by seven p.m. and I was able to break down the set pretty quickly and my friend Daryl actually stayed and really helped me, which was fantastic because I thought I'd have to do it all by myself. And just the, the feeling that I was I was gonna have my place back to pretty much its normal condition that same night, uh, honestly did lift a big weight, you know? And so that, that same, you know, I, we kind of packed things up and whatever else. And I, I looked at the time, I'm like, okay, Home Depot doesn't close until 10 p.m. I can return this stuff today too. And like, you know, what a, what a good feeling that would be to not have to do it tomorrow. And, you know, so in the moment it sucks. Like, cause I, like, I'll be honest, I was already fatigued as it was by the, by 7 p.m. or by 6 p.m. when I was uh, filming with Daryl because, you know, mentally I've just a it's just such a different thing from the everyday right uh and b because of like the pandemic and quarantine anything that like 
like it's a lot, you know? I mean, the, I feel like, you know, we're much more susceptible to fatigue just because of the conditions. Like, um, you know, even though we're, I imagine most of us are at home and things like that and we're not really doing much, uh, I don't know. And even if we're doing okay and um, we're not necessarily, you know, like all things considered, like I definitely am doing fine. Um, certainly I have a job and, and I'm able to support myself in that way, which obviously uh, there's people who can't and quite a significant number. Um, you know, nonetheless, you you know, you do feel that weight. And so it just, it, do, it does drain you. Um, and I feel it. I feel it. And so, and, and it was something that uh, I, you know, even though we didn't get a lot of in between time, uh, I, it was something that the actors and I did kind of talk about of, yeah, there's this, you know, it's exciting, but even as short as it was, like imagine doing a, a full feature where you're going kind of pretty much like, you know, three, maybe four weeks straight of this. Um, like this was even, this was even not even a full day and it was, it was relatively taxing, but it was, you know, and so, I mean, in that sense, there's the kind of, one of the things that I think about often is now the duality of life. You know, it's, it was, this whole weekend was very exciting, but it was also very draining. And I'm going to talk, I'll expand upon that in a moment, but let me just kind of give the facts um, as it were, sort of. So going back to the idea that we, we struck everything, I returned stuff to Home Depot, and then uh, that was a good feeling. The next day, all we had to really film was a scene at a beach. So we went to El Matador and we filmed, we went at 11. It was a quick um, shot or two. And, you know, going into it, I was nervous for a couple of things. Uh, that weekend, you know, it, all the forecast said it was going to rain. Now, uh, all the forecast also said it's not going to rain on Sunday, but nonetheless, you know, it meant it was going to be a lot colder. Like, ironically, the weekend before uh, was like 90 degrees pretty much. And I was like, damn, you know, uh, those are the types of moments when you know the world doesn't necessarily revolve around you because if it did, then, then it would have, uh, we would have had that same weather this weekend. So that, um, but it actually worked out just fine. And, you know, maybe, the, maybe although the world doesn't revolve around me, um, it does provide in the ways that I needed to, meaning on Saturday, or sorry, excuse me, on Sunday, it ended up being a very beautiful day. It wasn't the warmest day, but it was, you know, it was warm enough. And so we went at the water, it was chilly, but it wasn't freezing. And so we were able to do it. Um, and yeah, they, they there was no complaints. They, they enjoyed they they had to get in the water and you know they they pulled it off. It was fun. Um, at least at least that's the impression what they told me. So um, and it was kind of cool. You know, after we filmed that, <laughs> I was like, "That's it." I'm like, "Yeah, that's it." Um, again, kind of semi anticlimactic in that sense, but you know, we all just kind of just relaxed on the beach just a little bit since we were there. And uh, for those of you unaware, like El Matador is a beautiful beach. Um, in Malibu, so I was like, you know what, like, everyone paid for, 
parking. So might as well just utilize, you know, utilize that time uh, just for a little bit at least. And so we did. We chatted and it was good. Um, you know, one of the things when I talk, so now kind of transitioning, when I talk about like the duality of things, you know, I wanted, I wanted this weekend to, to be as special as it could be. Um, you know, especially since we let, you know, I mean, this was like a time most of us have not seen <laughs> other people really, apart from maybe like one or two for in a long time. And so, so I wanted to honor that. And so I got everyone, you know, I wrote everyone a card and um, got them some stuff um, just to, just to kind of make the moment feel special. And certainly when I look back on it, um, it was a special to me, but again, the, the weirdness is then you, know, you, have to, you have to kind of wake up the next day and you're back to quote unquote everyday pandemic life. And if I'm being honest, it's almost worse than any hangover I can imagine. I don't know when you do something so special and whatever else. And, and, and again, the way I film, it's, it tends to be quick. And so it's, you know, there, there's a sense of withdrawal. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, one and done, but luckily someone suggested like, Hey, we should do a zoom wrap party. So we're going to try to do that and just kind of at least reflect on the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I guess if anything this weekend, I felt the vitality of life in its fullest, you know, um, like this is, you know, these are the moments you live for and, and yeah, all, this weekend was, uh, was a leap of faith on so many different levels, including the idea that, um, you know, COVID is still a thing. And so obviously there was risk involved. We were as safe as uh, we could make it, you know, everyone got tested and, and whatever else, but um, you know, just that in and of itself <laughs> was a leap of faith, let alone, you know, in terms of the scope of the ambition of the project um, and everything else. And, you know, I think, if there's a lesson to be gained from that is, as I said earlier, I even though it was a leap of faith and something very exhilarating and new, as I said, I was riding on the shoulders of other people who had done it, you know? And the other aspect of it being, don't, it, you know, we, we have to get comfortable at being uncomfortable, right? So, there's ways to practice just, just getting out of your comfort zone on a daily basis. And by doing that, you can put yourself in these situations and not feel overwhelmed. Um, and, and I think, part, you know, I think, I don't know, when I, uh, I was talking with my friend Lauren, and I just know a lot of people sort of avoid these types of moments um, just because, I mean, you're, you're putting a lot on the line. There's a quote from Californication that goes, and I don't remember the exact moment it changed. I just know that it did. One moment I was impenetrable. Nothing could touch me. The next, uh, my heart was somehow outside my chest. Um, 
the, ne- the next moment, my heart was somehow beating outside of my chest, exposed to the elements. And, you know, a lot of things in life that are that you would want to attain, but especially creatively, uh, that's what you do. You are exposing your, yourself to the elements. You are, by definition, you are not, not going to be able to be impenetrable. Or you, you are going to be impenetrable. Or I'm getting the two fixed up. I, um, I'm sorry. Hopefully you get what I'm saying. Meaning you are going to be exposed to, to risk and failure and all that stuff and rejection and all kinds of other things. But that's it's in those moments where you feel the, the fullness, the, the full vitality that life has to offer. And I certainly did. And, you know, there's another thing that I'll talk about that it's funny. I'm never one just for, I don't know why, like, I can't leave well enough alone type of thing almost because I, I, I like almost snack the deck in an impossible way uh, in, in, in terms of what I do because there was another thing that I, that I also kind of put on this weekend that was another sort of uh, leap of faith um, or stepping into something. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit, but not, not today, not right now. But needless to say... You know, I did it with my my first feature film where <laughs> in order to film a party scene for the movie, I decided, all right, well, in order to get people to come out for the, the, the party as extras, I should just have a party of my own. So let me set it around my birthday because people will come for my birthday and just to double down that they will come. Why don't I also make it a book launch for my book? And that way that's like, oh, it's his birthday, but he also uh, is releasing his book. Okay, so I have to go, right? And certainly... Yes, that's uh, that's a good way of thinking, but you know, uh, it's as chaotic as you might imagine it to be. And so, certainly in that sense, like you know, this was such a you know, this weekend was what was full steam ahead into just madness. But I think that's the thing of you know what I've learned in my life is you just take it a step at a time, and that's why. You know, uh, the old me, let's say, even just from a few years ago, would have just had so much nervous energy uh, when the first person showed up on set and I'd be like, hey, just do this, do this. And and, and that would have translated. Whereas I was, you know, I it was honest about certain. There was definitely moments where I was working stuff in my mind and I had to be like, hey, I could use your brains on this if you guys are willing to help me. And people were. Um, so that's so, you know, I was honest about certain things, but at the same time, there was a sense of calmness and it was just like, let's just figure this out. You know, let's just take a step back. Let's figure this out and let's talk it through. Um, and so, you know, if you just make, if you, if, if, if no matter with what you're faced with, you can just remain in that place of calmness, then you can overcome it. And it's not always going to go your way. The thing that I'm, you know, not talking about today it didn't go my way. Um, but that doesn't mean it was a negative. And I'll talk about like uh, I know that's the world's biggest tease, but um, but I promise I'm going to talk about it um, in a future episode. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to 
forgive me, I'm trying to, this is all still very fresh, so a lot of it's still kind of forming in my mind of, of everything, how I feel about it. But, um, you know, one of the aspects that's interesting to me is I essentially got a lot of thank yous to my thank you. You know, I mentioned that I got everyone gifts. And so people texted me and so forth of like, oh my God, this is so sweet. And uh, thank you so much for for doing this, you know, and it was inspirational to see see this come together and for me to be a part of it. And and I gotta be honest, it's it's a weird I don't know, I don't do good with compliments. I mean, you know, I can be self-deprecating and um in that sense, you know, uh like anyone who like it's it's really odd to me to think that anyone would A, want to be part of my projects without me pulling them into it because in a large part, that's been my experience um, with a lot of things that I have done in the past. And so for them to be eager to want to be a part of this because they see something, you know, they, they think it's a worthwhile project and they see me as someone that's worth taking a leap of faith on to you know, kind of mastermind this, if you will. Um, I don't know. It's it's something that's weird to process. And yeah, I mean, if, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just very interesting because, I mean, it's like, well, I'm just me <laughs> now. Who the fuck am I? I'm not, I'm not. Um, which is ironic that I even, you know, obviously I do these things and if, if uh, meaning these episodes and talk about all the things that worked in my life in hopes that someone does take benefit from it. But if I'm being truly honest, it, it really is just for me as a way to like collect my thoughts and kind of it, it, like this is my own version of journaling. And, and oftentimes I do revisit my own episodes for, you know, maybe inspiration, whatever. So if nothing else, like it is a selfish act on my part. So the fact that any, anyone benefits, it's still a little bit mind boggling, but you know, I think that's, if anything, that's what I'm supposed to be stepping more into. And I think that's a feeling that you perhaps relate, you know. Um, creative endeavors are not a, a selfish pursuit if you do it from the pure intention. And you don't have to have imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, you do have to work hard at the craft and you have to respect it and be studying and so forth. But that doesn't mean... You you're you're not meant to do it, um, so just stick with it. You know, I mean, I for me, the amount of time I I, I I mean, like as far as like just playing around with cameras and making movies, um, I've been doing it since I was twelve. I didn't say they were good movies; <laughs> most of them are unwatchable, and I will never let people see those. You know, most of them I don't even have, to be honest. I, Part of me wishes, you know, for posterity's sake, that, that at least they were somewhere, but but they're not. But that's what you got, you know. Uh, you you just keep taking those shots, and you know, you might miss a lot more than than you might make. But when you when you do succeed, it does feel good, you know. And and for me, you know, one of the things I was talking with. My friend John Comerford, we're, we're talking about uh, the script for this in general, the, the full feature script. And, 
And we were just kind of reminiscing and, and I was telling him with my first feature, Idle, you know, the goal was just to to make the feature but and and emulate my idols. But not in the sense of what like Chris Nolan, let's say, is an idol of mine. But of course, I'm not gonna be making tenant. Who's gonna give me the money for tenant? But instead, it was like, okay, what what was his first move? Can I can I get in that range? And you know, in my mind, I did. Now, as far as the quality of it and so forth, and how it's received, that's up to other people. But um, but I accomplished the goal that I set out to do. And so with with this, you know, it's a it's the next step. And like all my idols, their second feature film was was a larger leap. And so. That's what I'm now emulating, you know, and progressing in that way. Like I said, I'm riding on the shoulders of other people. I'm not, ultimately, I'm not doing anything new in that respect. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the weekend. Um, as far as what's next, the edit's going to be very quick uh, because... You know, I know exactly kind of what we have. Um, I know, you know, it was all pre-planned in terms of the shots and so forth. And we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of coverage because I knew I didn't need to. I knew what I wanted. We didn't get a lot of takes because, you know, I only needed one or two takes of the shots that I knew I needed. And so when we, when we had it, it was like, why, why keep going? So my guess my, you know, in terms of how I'm approaching it by the end of this week, I will have the edit done. And this is, of course, the green screen edit. So that I can then send to uh, sound design. I can send it for score. So essentially it'd be like, quote unquote, pick lock. But then the large chunk of it will be the visual effects. And so that aspect, you know, my, my, my intent is to have it by the end of February but as all things go, you know, deadlines get pushed. And as long as we, and I, I mean the grand we, right, everyone involved is, you know, making progress, then I can't be upset if we miss the deadline. But if, you know, if we're just sitting on something, then, you know, that's what it gets me upset. And luckily that's never, you know, that's not the people I work with, um, which is why I'm grateful to be able to work with them. So that's kind of where we're at in terms of things. Um and yeah, I can't wait to update you in terms of how that's going. And if uh, if any of the actors from this weekend are listening, I know I've said it, um, but without being hyperbolic, thank you. Um, and yeah, for you listening right now, I hope this does inspire you to take leaps of faith. It is scary as hell. And like I said, I mean, once you do it and then you have to kind of reacclimate to everyday life, it's, it is pretty much worse than a hangover, but, um, but it does make you feel the vitality, the full vitality of life. And, uh, that's a beautiful thing. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope, um, you receive it in the spirit of that, uh, that I'm intending. Thank you for listening to me. If you have any questions, by all means, please ask. I'm, I hope if nothing else, I've, I've showcased that I'm very willing to have conversations and dialogue. Uh, so ask away or, you know, just give me your thoughts, right? Whatever's on your mind. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope to see you next time.